0: The Koi gig part. There's
1: no way Arsenal would let her go. It's all kind of mind games going on, which is a lot of fun. Picked up more attention than any other actual transfer.
0: Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. The news round
1: on Off The Ball.
0: With Gillette. Start your day in flow with the new Gillette Labs razor with exfoliating bar. This
1: is News Talk.
0: Now then, you're very welcome along. Stellar show coming your way this evening. We will be talking to Vincent Cunningham of The New Yorker uh, about LeBron James. He's been writing about LeBron, who, of course, overtook Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's long-standing all-time scoring record last night. So Vincent Cunningham of The New Yorker is with us. We have Andy Dunn and Jerry Thornley on Wednesday Night Rugby. The Dream Team are here after 8 o'clock. Gavin Cooney of The 42 with us in the football show after 9 Plenty to discuss, 53106, oh, the text number, we're at off the ball on Twitter. Will O'Callaghan here in studio, hello. Even Joe. how you know? on? To offley's Finest.
2: Oh, does that now become my official title? Not sure if it's actually on the super there you yet. You insist on it for though, YouTube. Though, I, I didn't come up with this, I'm not sure exactly who came you're, up with it, but...
1: You're like Sir Ben Kingsley who insists, or apparently doesn't, on this. Sir, Sir ben. being attached to his name, <laughs> yeah.
0: Dublin's Finest also with us, hello Richie. Is Richie not uh, from Meath? No. Adopted adopted me yeah. person yeah Ooh. more competition in Dublin than Offaly of course fair point uh, do other people call you Offaly's finest does that become no. a thing well, I think aside from off the ball appeared to be the only
2: corridor king of, of the Mids Midlands that was a that was a Neil Tracy thing one of our uh, former <laughs> oh, <I see. laughs> friends <I> here <laughs> at see. off the ball uh, apparently he claimed I could walk around the Midlands and get a pint at any bar without having to pay for it who is, is Offaly's finest probably Shane Lowry oh of course yeah. Like he's, he's Offley's number one golfer yes, as it appeared enough. when he was on one of the league review programmes and I think that's a more than fair title to call him offley's finest fair at the moment fair we've fair lots enough. of people in the arts and all that kind of stuff, but what But you putting in ahead of Lowry here Lowry's won a major
1: long lo- term career I think I'm throwing Deignan up there
2: yeah, Dirty shoulder to shoulder throw him out if you want I think on the offley sporting Rushmore as much as hurlers and footballers have done over the years I think Lowry winning a major winning other very important tournaments at WGC even winning
0: the the PGA last year I yeah. think he's he's right there plus the you want top. longevity he'll be at it for another 30 years hopefully yeah uh, I didn't even mean sports person I just was asking who is Offley's finest Try out to the text Texan five, three, one, six. I, I think we can still put Larry top
2: okay genuinely our finest when most you, beloved when you person. said the arts who are we thinking ah, then we're talking about like Mundi we're talking about that kind of territory not like not absolutely massive Aidan Quinn is from my hometown as well is he yeah yeah there you go he was in quite a few decent movies oh yeah like we we have had good people along the way scientists and so on but (laughs) like for some bizarre reason (laughs) I think uh, Lowry will always (laughs) kind of rise to the top in the public consciousness as opposed to 18th century scientists who
0: invented telescopes no fair enough we'll push on we'll push on so uh, really good show Vincent Cunningham of the New Yorker with us not every day you get the New Yorker on, but he's been writing about LeBron. It uh, was making an interesting point. So LeBron in his 20th season uh, has become the NBA's all-time leading scorer. Uh, the match uh, stopped when he scored the points. There was full-on ceremony. Nobody does pageantry like the US. And uh, Vincent Cunningham was making the point in his piece in The New Yorker that really there's been like an inevitability to this for the last three, four, five years. It's lacked any real suspense. There hasn't been much will he, won't he? There's been kind of a, a countdown uh, to this. So it, ha- it it's kind of uh, been uh, a procession of sorts. But the interesting thing, I, it, which I hadn't fully appreciated, is that this record of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's was for a very long time. It
2: stood for nearly 40 years, Joe. I think
0: yeah. 39 years this year. I think a lot of people
2: thought that Kareem's record would never be beaten, given that some of the very best players in the history of the game, like Michael Jordan, like Kobe Bryant, went through and were still thousands away from the total that Kareem ran up. It was perceived to be unbreakable. Yeah, and that's even taken into push. account. His first nine seasons in the NBA, Kareem couldn't hit three pointers because he's from that era before the three pointer was introduced. Yeah, so that maybe makes Kareem's record all the more impressive. That you, know, you see how many three point shots are now taken on by players. Even Steph Curry is inside the top forty at this stage, who yeah. is predominantly just a three point uh, scorer. And LeBron has, since he left school and went directly into the NBA, run up some ridiculous numbers over the last 20 seasons. There's plenty of speculation as to whether he'll be going past the 9,000 mark while still in the vest of the LA Lakers at this stage. And that kind of made last night a little bit weird as well. I know, Richie, you thought it was strange that everything had stopped. There's something to me that I quite like the pageantry about US sports and that they keep the records so brilliantly that earlier today I could go onto ESPN's website and Chamberlain's records are all there from a bygone era and they keep them so brilliantly. And even when you know when Tom Brady was breaking records, they knew that they were coming. Yeah. Uh, but in a way, I suppose this wouldn't have happened in many other sports, Richie, where you were in a standard league game, they would actually stop the match for a few minutes for family and friends to come on the court, and even Kareem to come on the court. And in what the about, end, of course, the Lakers lost.
1: Uh, John Terry got it, I suppose. So that's kind of your your yeah. standard bearer in that situation. Um, I don't know. It just there's something about American sports whereby it's the triumph of the individual and the team is almost secondary like like to that point it will be a footnote that the lakers actually lost that game last night and i don't know that's the kind of thing that always that throws me off a little bit I wouldn't say i'm i'm, I'm against it or anything but it throws me off a little bit in terms of um american sports the record keeping is is fantastic and more sports should have it and the ga are finally waking up to that here at home um in the last few years and months but i don't know when you when you factor in they lost that match you kind of It should take away from the spectacle of last night, but it absolutely won't. And I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Um, it just is something that's out there in the ether. But yeah, the 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 triumph. And it's 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 through American football, it's through ice hockey, that gatekeeping and that record keeping, uh, all plays into the vaulting of the individual to be above the team, any team, no matter how good or bad they are.
0: The uh, interesting thing is, LeBron was quoted last year. As saying that the scoring record was never, ever even thought of in my head because I've always been a pass-first kind of guy and uh, this seems to be very much the case as basketball aficionados uh, will more than know. Uh, He is a creator. He is more of a Magic Johnson. He is fourth on the all-time assists uh, record. So he was never... I destined think, to break this record. I think
2: LeBron can do both. And his longevity Clearly. has been a big part of why he's melded us and the amount yes. of times he's gone long into the postseason, the increased amount of games, all these have been a factor along the way. But it meant an awful to LeBron. Like I watched his interview earlier today after the match and he was quite legitimately Tearful, very, very emotional about the fact that he had broken it. And maybe a year ago, this wasn't even factoring into his mind. But maybe, as you said, there was the very slow tick down towards the number. And therefore, he knew he was going to break it last night. It was fairly clear. It was 36 points he needed before the game. You thought LeBron is going to do that kind of number. So therefore, he's likely to break it last night at the Staples Centre. And then everyone probably saw the picture as he was laying up. And absolutely everyone, except for the head of Nike, have got their phone out for their Instagram shot as if there's not broadcast cameras and a million different DSLRs perfectly capturing the moment. It's like, I've paid however much I have to be in the bottom rows of the Staples
0: Centre. I'm going to get my picture of his shot. It's such an amazing image as LeBron's in the air and everybody has the camera phone up and the majority are watching it through their camera phone to make sure they get the shot. Some, in fairness, are holding their camera phone up, hoping they capture it and watching it with their eyes. But the majority are watching it just like we did uh, via screen, except Phil Knight who though by the way before you give him too much credit if you watch there is a cameraman on his knees right in front of Phil Knight pointing a camera up at him Could well be Phil Knight's own cameraman going he's, ah, I caught the one where I was watching it. He's well aware he's being watched as well and, and uh Maybe and Very very
2: recently, LeBron and LeBron's son have both signed lifetime contracts with Nike yeah. as well. So I'm sure he was a happy man to now be able to say he's the top scorer of all time.
0: Well, he's saying so, as, as you mentioned, straight out of high school, age 17, into the NBA, he's saying he's certainly not retiring until he gets to play with his son, who is eligible for the draft as of next year. So we'll talk to Vincent Cunningham of The New Yorker about all of that. I guess the reason he's so emotional is... You know, if you think in the grand arguments about who is the GOAT, with Michael Jordan, people just say six titles. This is the comeback to every answer. And now LeBron has a pretty compelling response to that. So maybe all these things hit him. And I guess th- there must be a relief. Like, uh, this is a bit, you know, you've been counting down for three and four and five years. But you're always one injury away from Sayonara. So suddenly imagine that moment of, oh, my God, I've done it. Nobody can take this away from me. Yeah. And... Uh, as we said, the pageantry was amazing. Family there, everybody on the court. Uh, Kareem was there. Uh, he was doing chats with Shaq uh, via TV. All of this kind of stuff was happening. So, uh, so I like that. I liked
2: when it happened with Steph Curry when he broke the three-point record as well. And again, they stopped the game for a few minutes to let him have his moment and they move on. Compare that to, as Richie alluded to there, when Patrick Corgan broke the scoring records last year in the All-Ireland Hurling Championship and people had to check the records and it appeared he may well have broken it and people just didn't notice And then two points, I think, were found in a match report and they had to wait until the week after for it to happen. It was all a bit bizarre. And those records are really, really, really badly kept. So, therefore, we miss out on these moments that American sport, like ESPN have been talking about this record for a couple of weeks now because they knew it was happening. Because they keep the record so brilliant. John Terry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There was no record broken, lest we need reminding. Uh, There is a text in from John in Dublin who says, replay... Uh, stopping, that's regarding play stopping, not replay, Uh, regarding play stopping when a record's passed. When Brian Lara set a new record for the highest ever Test match innings in 1994, play did stop, firstly, for an impromptu pitch invasion, and secondly, so that the previous record holder, Garfield Sobers, could go out onto the ground and congratulate Lara. So
2: True uh, yeah, There's example. natural
0: breaks as well, Joe, you know, in these sports. So in basketball,
2: like once it had gone in, obviously it's gonna be a restart from the back line. So there's a natural break. Yeah. In field sports there's not necessarily that natural break in play. And similarly in, in cricket, like
0: once the ball has gone to the boundary, yeah. You have to wait for the next ball to be bowled, you can take the That break. said, when David Clifford becomes the all time championship score in GA history, let's stop the game. Let's make it happen get Pauly to make a speech Pauly oh, to make no. a speech I think we want to hear that
1: shake of the hand pat the <laughs> back of the head on we go to the next play I
0: know yeah. <laughs> Killian O'Connor comes out to shake his hand absolutely that's my record uh, the news rent brought to you which Labs for an effortless finish to your day there is Premier League action this evening not on television not on television Isn't people it? are okay. disgusted no yeah
1: uh, you've just forced people to go find other ways and means around that tonight Joe uh, Leeds go to Manchester United in the Premier League tonight without a manager Michael Scubala is in temporary charge following the sacking on Monday of Jesse Marsh with Leeds chairman Andrea Radrizzani saying the club need more time to find a replacement not helped by Carlos Corriban signing a new contract at West Brom last night uh, Manchester United made three changes one of them enforced David De Gea starts in goal Jogo Dalot replaces Aaron Wan-Bissaka at right back Rafa Varan and Lissandra Martinez are their centre-half partnership with Luke Shaw on the left Marcel Sabitzer comes in for his first start in place of the suspended Casemiro he plays alongside Fred in midfield Alejandro Garnacho takes the place of Anthony on the right wing with Bruno Fernandes and Marcus Rashford in support of the big man Veghorst for Leeds Ilan Melier starts in goal it's a back four then of Luke Ayling, Pascal Stroke. Robin Koch and Max Weber. Tyler Adams, Weston McKenney and Jack Harrison are in midfield and they have a front three of Lewis Sinistera, Patrick Bamford and Willie Nyanto. A visit from Leeds, meanwhile, is the reward for tonight's FA Cup fourth round replay winners. League One Sunderland welcome Fulham to the Stadium of Light where kickoff is at 7.45.
0: This, as I understand it, not on television, it was postponed owing to the Queen's passing and therefore fell between the rights
2: yep. I BT think the, the games for memory that day Liverpool and Chelsea was due to be the half four game I think Arsenal and Brentford for memory is the two o'clock okay. kickoff. Because because remember we were due to have both of them on off the ball and I just remember that week we were kind of thinking are we going to have to cancel one or two of the commentaries and Leeds and Manchester United was obviously affected because of the policing around the Queen's funeral which was the reason oh, that, that was dropped right. so it would have been I think the two o'clock game on the Sunday so yeah, that's why it's that on now. TV OK uh, so, Gordon Elliott had his hearing, Richie. Yeah, he's been fined
1: a thousand pounds after one of his horses, Zanaheer, tested positive for a banned substance. Zanahir has also been disqualified from its third-place finish at last year's Cheltenham Champion Hurdle. Uh, San Watt instead takes that place. A sample taken after the race showed traces of the banned local anaesthetic, 3-hydroxy lidocaine. Uh, Elliott said afterwards that he's relieved at the uh, finding of the disciplinary committee today, uh, finding a low level of culpability. An investigation of Elliot's yard last April found no indication of the drug being present, nor was it administered by his regular vet.
0: Okay. Uh, Full disclosure, we've uh, chased a few racing journalists to come on and uh, explain this situation, and put it into context uh, for us. Just people's schedules thus far are not quite agreeable, but we'll hopefully get someone... Uh, on the show in the uh, second hour just before nine o'clock to come on and explain the Gordon Elliott situation. Uh, Andrew Conway, bad news for him? Yeah, rough news today for Conway who could miss the rest of the season. The Munster,
1: and Ireland winger, underwent knee surgery last week and he'll be out for between three to four months as a result. Conway missed last summer's Tour of New Zealand and hasn't played this season due to ongoing knee issues. In better news for the province, Orgy Snyman is nearing a return to action for Munster as he increases his training load this week. It looks like it will be after the Six Nations when the big lock will return.
0: Conway is just uh, one of these interesting cases when it comes to Ireland in that when he was fit he was in there and playing very well and flying the Six Nations two years ago and yet you're quickly forgotten
2: in the current era yeah, and he's, like, he's been very unlucky because obviously that knee injury then I think had a setback which meant that he never got back going this season and now effectively with three to four months out that's going to put him out for the rest of this campaign. But, you know, Sneiman coming back in, they'll just be hoping that they can ease him back in for the business end of this season because he's been the really, really unlucky one over the last two years to get so little rugby into him for who is effectively a world-class talent that they
0: brought in to be a difference maker for Munster. Uh, so, Damien Comer went down over the weekend, Richie. It didn't look good. The news is uh, better than expected. No.
1: Yeah, it seems to be. Relief for Galway football manager, Padre Joyce, with the news that Damien Comer doesn't require knee surgery. Stretch it off in last week's Allianz Football League Division 1 defeat to Roscommon. It's now hoped that Comer will be fit in time for Galway's Comer semi-final in April, which will be against either Roscommon or Mayo, but he's out, it seems, for the remainder of their league campaign. Johnny Sexton talking today. Yep, despite an underwhelming win over Italy last weekend, France are expected to name an unchanged starting 15 for Saturday's Six Nations clash with Ireland. Fabien Galtier, though, is expected to reintroduce Francois Crowe and Baptiste Cuiu to the replacements bench for that game. Yesterday, James Lowe said Ireland will attempt to use their fitness to get past the sheer bulk of France. Sexton didn't dispute that tactic today while also planting seeds of potential French
0: indiscipline yeah but they're definitely bigger you can see that clearly um, so we need to play we need to play quick we need to you know have, have clean ruck ball you know uh, that's something that we haven't had against them um, over the last couple of games if you, if you saw how many people they threw into the breakdown last year in the Stade de France and uh, sometimes illegally sometimes legally you know they've got some outstanding poachers um, they, push, they push the boundaries definitely um, but look they're like I said before they're full package team they don't really have any weaknesses so for us we got to play to the best of our ability and and see where that gets us sometimes legally sometimes illegally (laughs) that is my abiding memory of the game in Paris Mm. just the carnage of the breakdown and these huge men in blue jerseys causing havoc we have Andy Dunn and Jay Thornley on the way after 8 o'clock we've spoken to the guys already they They are are incredibly upbeat worryingly Bullish, I I could, I could see
2: your face, um, not to give too many spoilers, but people may well have streamed it earlier today when Andy said 10 to 15
0: points. Yeah. And just looked at you and went, no, no, 10 to 15 points. I know. I was hoping for, by hook or by crook, a point or two in it, Ireland will come out on top. He was not 10 or 15. Is this something
2: about the Irish psyche, though?
0: That we worry when Ireland are in a position of strength and favouritism
2: going in? Because I winced a little bit watching some of the TV coverage. Not necessarily your good self last weekend, but like watching the English coverage. How dare you? And (laughs) we we had the ITB. Say what you want to say. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, they were talking Ireland up massively yeah. on the ITV covers And I was kind of thinking, this is mildly uncomfortable. Surely everyone's meant to be saying, this is a World Cup year. This is where the wheels are meant to come off for Ireland. Mm. And all this is meant to focus the mind. And now even when we hear our own Irish pundits saying, do you know what, actually? Yeah. At the weekend, the first 30 minutes, Ireland were innovating. And I was looking at the way that they were moving the ball around from the rook and the way they were putting pressure onto the Welsh front row. And you're just thinking they were pre-planned moves that have just worked really, really well. Yeah. Uh, injuries haven't been too unkind, even though the two guys had to cry off before the game. Generally, the guys that come in have done well. There's no reason to be pessimistic as an Irish fan going into this weekend whatsoever, and that's even without Jameson Gibson Park, who's been so key for Ireland for the last year. There seems to be that feeling. Well, Conor Murray played so well last week; it'll be fine. Yeah, um, I prefer to be a little bit more worried the week of a game.
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, I just did it there, so I'm talking about myself as well here. Uh, you know, the whole oh they were worryingly bullish. I think it's uh, increasingly that attitude in, is, is becoming a bit tiresome. You know, they any very fair sober analysis is that this team are really, really, really good. Number one in the world, not for no small reason. They have a great chance of winning the Grand Slam. They've great chance of winning the World Cup. May not happen, but like that that's a fairly So much of the world. Cup comes, come and and that, the we're fact not fact we're not jinxing ourselves by saying that at this stage.
2: Like there's so many of the world's top five teams who are on one side of the draw within the World Cup. Yeah the draw sucks. And that's by the nature of world rugby wanting to make draws three and a bit years out from a World Cup. Yeah. It's kind of silly. But at the same time, if Ireland are going to win, they're going to probably have to beat France, South Africa and New Zealand along the way. They,
0: there is no other option. Yeah, and they may not have to beat South Africa. They can lose to them in the group stages. So Then beat the All Blacks and move on. And we'll probably have to beat France in the final if it is All Blacks. Yeah. But again, like you kind of boil it down. and If, you, if it wasn't France in France, you'd feel a lot more buoyed by that. The New Zealand thing... I'm very worried
2: about how good France will be later in the year when their players are back, though. On this one, they've lost a few key players and they're definitely experimenting currently. Yeah. I think everything has been geared since 2016 for France to be 100% going into this World Cup. Yeah. And even though they were great and win the Grand Slam last year, I think they will be at peak form when the World Cup comes round. That's the big danger about them. But is this not a reason to enjoy rugby going into the World Cup. The fact we're going to have two or three really heavyweight yeah. matches on one side of the draw. And why can't Ireland be in peak
0: form? Why not? They've done everything right over the last couple of years. Blind faith, but why not? I said it's not blind faith anymore. <laughs> uh, so US boxing, this is a pretty interesting story, Rich.
1: Yeah, USA boxing is to boycott this year's women's and men's world boxing championships. American representatives are unhappy with the leadership of the International Boxing Association, the IBA, and its controversial president, Umar Kremlev. The IOC have already stripped the IBA of organising rights for next year's Olympic boxing tournament. Championships take place in March in New Delhi with the men's two months later in Tashkent. They will have no bearing on qualification for next year's Olympics in Paris.
0: This is just a wild story, this tug of war now, which is ongoing. (laughs) So the International Boxing Association, akin to FIFA or any other major global sporting organization, has effectively been hijacked by Russia. It's being heavily funded by Gazprom, which is one of the
2: issues that the International Olympic Committee have, is where the funding is coming from. I think their funding base would fall to bits if Gazprom were to pull out. I don't know yet what kind of team Ireland are intending to send to the World Championships or whether they're intending to send one. And Sean McGoldrick was making that point on Twitter a bit earlier on, that was maybe Ireland now in solidarity with the USA could well end up not sending a team to these world championships. And as Richie mentioned, it doesn't have huge implications because the tournaments at the start of next year are more important when it comes to Olympic qualification rather than what happens in the in-between year, which is 2023. So it will be a much bigger deal if America decided to boycott the games when qualification was on the line, say, next year. Okay, Uh, Cricket then? Yeah,
1: Ireland are going to go into the Women's T20 World Cup on a high following this morning's victory over the world number one side, Australia. Laura Delaney top-scored for Ireland with 32 as Joyce's team won their final warm-up match in Stellenbosch by three wickets. Ireland's opening Group B game of the World Cup itself comes against England. That is on Monday.
0: Okay, a few last stories. Hugo Lloris...
1: Yeah, he's going to miss Tottenham's Champions League last 16 tie with AC Milan. The former France international has been ruled out for up to eight weeks with a knee injury. Step up Fraser Forster. And Richie Murphy has made just one change to the Ireland under-20 team for Friday's meeting with their French counterparts at Musgrave Park. Henry McElhain starts at fullback in place of James Nicholson. And Steve Borthwick has decided to axe three members of the England matchday squad that lost to Scotland for Sunday's visit of Italy to Twickenham. The head coach has trimmed his panel from 36 to 29 with Ben Curry, who's Started at open side last weekend, left out entirely. Ben Young's got 21 minutes off the bench against the Scots. Anthony Watson also a second half replacement for debutante Oli Hassel Collins. They're also ditched by Borthwick this week. Alex Mitchell, Henry Arundel and Henry Slade are back in contention after missing out against the Scots.
0: Okay. Uh, meanwhile, Formula One. Uh,
1: yet the controversial president of motorsports governing body, Mohammed Ben Suleyem, has stepped down from day-to-day management of F1. The FAA says the move was pre-planned with the head of single-seat racing, Nicolas Tombazis, taking over. It has emerged recently that Mr. Ben Suleyem made misogynistic remarks 20 years ago, while a spokesperson claims that does not reflect his true beliefs.
2: Okay. it's so you see very few sports administrators now, Joe, who don't have the moniker controversial before them. A recurring theme.
0: It could be any of Richie's scripts from the last two years. Yeah, <laughs> Four years, maybe. Yeah, it's true. Does it attract a certain type of person, sports administration?
2: I don't know. That could be up to the listeners. But I suppose if in any uh, political corridor and political circle, you're probably going to have to be ruthless in a way to get to the very top.
0: Mm. Uh, LeBron James uh, says James in Cork doesn't get the credit he deserves for his life off the court. Uh, for one of the greatest (laughs) athletes of all time there's never been any controversy with him for me this makes him the greatest athlete ever says James Cork is that true of LeBron there's no whiff of greatest athlete is obviously a huge debate
2: in itself but from the off the court stuff Um, He seems to have a big social conscience, LeBron. He donates a lot of money back towards his home area, particularly. I think he's built schools there uh, to make sure that disadvantaged children are able to go to school. So there is that feeling that LeBron is uh, one of those American athletes who's got to rely on where he's come from and hasn't forgotten his roots along the way.
0: A very good cameo in some movie a couple of years ago where his acting was surprisingly good. Space Space Jam? No, No, it was like a dating... Space Jam is terrible. The movie was formulaic enough.
1: It was your one with it was the one with uh, um, what's her face? Oh god, it's going kind to of annoy me now because I saw it in cinema and it's it, it, it was it was decent. What was it? Walk of shame? Something like that? Could be. Yeah. He, he produced Adam Sandler. Is it the Australian actress? Comi- uh, comic actress? No, she's uh, you're, no, you're thinking it's. Um, I'm thinking oh, it's perfect. This is brilliant radio. Um,
2: you, you keep oh, thinking there, Richie. So I'm going right to do a very quick check here. Um, but he was very, very heavily involved in the really, really good Adam Sandler Netflix um, basketball
0: movie as well. Okay. Suffice to say, Richie, he yeah. was good in that movie that we He was in it, really, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, no, it wasn't
2: Mark Hustle was the one that he uh, produced. Uh, was he, he was in the Redeem team? He was in... Trainwreck. Trainwreck, yeah. Trainwreck. Trainwreck.
1: There, go. there Trainwreck. we go. Trainwreck. Mm. Yeah.
0: Much better than expected. Pete Malloy on Sound called that one. Oh. Well done, Pete. Well done, Pete. Doesn't, doesn't rate Kenny's movies, but he rates
2: your selections with LeBron making a cameo. What was the movie Kenny was recommending again that we all panned? Equaliser, I think, was it? Equaliser. Uh, not Equaliser yeah. 2. Kenny was very keen to stress outside the office. Whatever. <laughs> Has
0: to be Equaliser 1. A Bit of Denzel. Uh, lads, American sports are uh, just decades old. We really do fall for the Americans and their marketing schemes, clever people. I I've, well, I think they're very consciously leaning into those um, moments you know they're not trying to pull something underhand they're making a big deal out of it so I don't think we're falling for anything
2: also like what Uh, codified sports this side of the water is like 1880s 1890s
0: (coughs) for the best part versus 1950s for the USA it's not that big a difference really no I wouldn't think so so is the sense uh, well we're going to talk about this in just a moment anyway is the sense that this record akin to uh, Kareem's this will stand for a very long time there's nobody on the horizon who's going to break this there's not too many modern players who are inside the top twenty at the moment.
2: When we look at the list earlier on, Steph Curry in the thirty-nine. His, uh, he's at at the moment thirty-nine. Yes, he's well
0: back. With all those three-pointers. Yeah.
2: But even I think LeBron been a really complete player. Really good rebounder, really good assister. He's got, like, his game is magnificent. He yeah. still scores a lot as this has shown. Yeah. Uh, obviously, he carried the scoring can for Cleveland for a long, long time as well where he didn't maybe have the players around him. Miami, he probably wasn't scoring as much because he had the weapons around him, but yeah,
0: still so impressive to do it over 20 years is amazing. It sure is. Okay, fellas, we are pretty much out of time. Richard McCormack, thank you. Nice and gents. Will, thanks. Cheers, lads.